Next on BYU Sports Nation, after a win at LMU, did BYU already lock up the two-seed going into the West Coast Conference Tournament? The new offensive line coach, Eric Mateos, is in studio. What is his first priority? And what was the best moment of the BYU Sports Weekend? There's plenty to choose from. To Celia's touch pass, Nick. Three, good! Trying to catch it, loose ball. BYU has just defeated Gonzaga for the second time. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, including your boy Brian Logan. It is February 18th, 2019, President's Day. My president way right here. There you go. It's very presidential. Yeah. I'm Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton is on his way uh, back from seeing the Backstreet Boys in Vegas. That's no joke. So I'm teamed up with the president of the Swag Club, Brian Logan. I didn't know that. You really? You are the pre- you're the president of the Bureau of Oh, not me, Club. man. That yeah. He wants to see the Backstreet who else, Boys. Who else is going to get it? The Backstreet Boys. That's what I'm talking about. No, I mean... With BYU Sports Nation, you're our president oh. of the Swag Club. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Even though I didn't, you know, officially, officially run for it, but the title, you know, like, it, I appreciate well, it. Well, it's better to just be given. It's just natural. You, you, you know? earned it. You, I, you, yeah. you know what? It was, I can't, I can't, there's nothing I've done. You, you just got to be born with it. It's just in my you're DNA. You're born with swag, yeah. It was just in my DNA. You know, for whatever reasons, you know, some of the swag juice when... You know, guy was making me my ingredients. It kind of spilt out. Yeah, there was a little you know, extra on the kitchen. A little, you know, a couple took of, away from couple me. Couple little drips. Yeah. You know, I didn't get as much yeah. as Jamal. You know, Jamal got a couple <laughs> squirts. He's I just, swag daddy. Yeah, exactly. I just got a couple little little drips. So, who's yeah. the swaggiest president of the United States ever? Since it's President's Day, Trump definitely. Okay, Clinton. Clint, I'll Bill, go with G Dub. I'm Bill, going with the original. Bill, Bill Clinton. I say Bill Clinton kind of was. A little bit to me. I think maybe just because that was my present growing his, up. His uh, videographer in the White House actually works here. Did you know that? Oh, no. I didn't know that. Yeah, fun fact. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fun fact. Here on a Monday. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice. Here's what we've got for you on this President's Day edition of BYU Sports Nation. New offensive line coach Eric Mateos joins us in the studio. What's his plan with this experienced group? Just one senior graduated. And one picks. Did I cut into my three-point deficit after the LMU game? And Brenna Chase and the women's hoops team, awesome. They beat number 13 Gonzaga again, first time in Spokane as a member of the league. Who had the best post-game celebration? We will ask her. But first, here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Men's basketball beat LMU 70-62. 12-point comeback win Saturday. The Cougars trailed for 34 minutes of the game until a tie with 4.30 to go from Gavin Baxter. And they roll low to Baxter. Baxter spin, but oh, Baxter tied. The spin around Scott and right to the rim. He hammers it home. We're tied up at 58. What a play. This marks the second straight game the Cougars overcame a double digit deficit. Uh, the Cougars host San Francisco Thursday night. Really big one. You can watch it, listen to it right here. 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Pre-game on BYU Radio starts at 8 Eastern. Taking it to the women's side. Women's basketball beat number 13, Gonzaga, 66-64 yeah. to sweep the season series for the first time since joining the WCC. Shaylee Gonzalez led the Cougars with 19 points. Big time win. Congratulations. Yeah, puts BYU back in the uh, conversation for the NCAA tournament. Number eight, BYU men's volleyball beat number 14, USC, in four sets Saturday, extending the Cougars' home win streak against the Trojans to 22 games. You have to go back to 96. That's incredible, right? 
The match included this Sports Center top 10 play. Tall. Oh! Moss. Gardini underneath it. Oh, look Still at that. Oh. Gardini. Oh, get Got that. It over. Moss. Oh, oh. Lots of swag juice in the Smithfield house. Did you feel it? I, I felt it, man. Did you feel it? I, I felt it, dude. It was number nine Saturday that went up against the dunk contest. How 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 was that? It was cool. It, it was, was cool. It was, yeah. It was cool. I, I could tell, man. Yeah. Everybody was excited. I was mildly excited. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it just, it, <laughs> it looked, it looked like it was fact, really, really lit. It was. Like, it was awesome. Extremely lit. <laughs> Gabby Garcia Fernandez, 25 kills. Davide Gardini, 20 uh, kills, a new career high. He's the off-the-block national freshman of the week. Nice. Baseball won their season opening series two games to one over Northwestern. The Cougars play Cal today at 1 p.m. Eastern on BYU Radio and can be seen on Facebook Live on the BYU Baseball Facebook page. Nice job by the Batcats. The first yeah. game was walk-off win, uh, got the third game, and uh, they come up right after us uh, on, uh, on BYU Radio coming up at 1 Eastern time. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. With the win at LMU, BYU sits firmly in second place at 10-3 and three in the league. Two and a half games back of Gonzaga, but one and a half games ahead of San Francisco and St. Mary's. We discussed this question last week, Brian, but let's update this with two weeks to go in the regular season. Brian, did BYU wrap up the two seed with the road sweep this weekend? Um, I would say no, uh, but I think, I think it helped them, obviously, and it put themselves in more control of their own destiny, right? We always say that as analysts and, and sports fans is, you know, do what you have to do to control your own destiny. You don't have to rely on this team or that team or whatever the case is. And, and so BYU, you know, I, I believe that they did that. And when you look at the, 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 the next few games, final games, BYU should finish 2-1, and one. With they lost to Gonzaga. We all know yeah. that that's yes. going to happen. That's just a guarantee. We, we talked about well, this. Well, we thought it was a guarantee several years we ago. We talked about this earlier. Like, like, ask my haircut. It's such a guarantee. It's, well, Cameron, it's such a guarantee. I'm not even going to pray for it. Nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I was hoping that's, you'd say you shave your head, but your head's nope. it's, not no, far no, no, away no. from it's, being it's, shaved. It's like an oxymoron. <laughs> and it's nothing against BYU. It's just saying. Like, I would never shave my head. I thought this same thing. I would uh, never, ever. And, and Gonzaga's been ranked number one. Okay, I shaved my head. Yeah. I'll shave it. I'll keep it shaved for three weeks. That's saying a lot. That's, I'll keep it shaved for, for three that weeks. But look, but look. So two and one, right? And, and when you look at BYU and home court advantage, BYU obviously, uh, you know, a lot of support, a lot of energy from the fans. Only lost two home games this season. Twelve and two, and both were to ranked teams. So t- go out there, hand like my mom says, handle your business, your business, and then let Gonzaga do the rest for you. If BYU beats San Francisco on Thursday, then yes. So at this point, I'm with you. No. Uh, still updated. Because BYU's got to take care of business. Uh, even if BYU loses to Gonzaga, they need to win both those games, you'd think. The, the real competitor here is San Francisco. Because St. Mary's yeah. has Gonzaga left. Okay, um, St. Mary's is going to lose that game, you'd think. Yes. Unless, barring some massive upset. So I believe BYU is going 2-1 like you. You beat San Francisco Thursday at home. That's a really, really big game now. That's the game. If you lose at Gonzaga Saturday and then you beat San Diego, you're in a, you're in a good spot because then you, you wipe out San Francisco yep. from the conversation, assuming you beat San Diego. So BYU still has work to do. But like you said, BYU's in the driver's seat. They control their own destiny, whatever phrase you want to use there. It's good that BYU's in this position. And by the way, BYU sits at 18 and 10. 
They're going to get to 20 wins in the regular season. We didn't think this would happen with this team coming out of non-conference play. It's been a tremendous turnaround for the Cougars. I'm I'm excited, man. I'm excited. And you know what? Hey, I'm really, really excited for women's basketball. We talked about it earlier. Um, It was just overall good. It was good to be a... A, an alumni, man. And it's it's a, always good to be a Cougar, but especially this week. It, and especially, you know, you know, with with me, I'm a I'm a student athlete alumni. If that makes sense, you know. You I thought you were an athletic student. I wouldn't play. call. Yeah, that. Part. I'd say an athletic. Student. Yeah, that part. Yeah, that, yeah, that part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I think I, 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 it's just, it's just fun, man, to be an alumni and to see everything and and to get all the wins. But with that being said, Jerem, keeping it with basketball. What was more impressive to you, the men's road sweep or the women knocking off the Zags? Both very impressive, but let's be honest. BYU did something on the women's side they had never done. They had never won in Spokane as a member of the league, 0-7. Average margin of loss, 20 points. BYU had never played a single-digit <laughs> game. Thanks for pointing with me. It emphasized no the point, right? Uh-uh. And plus, Gonzaga is number 13. This is twice now this season that BYU has defeated Gonzaga's women's basketball team as the number 13 team, and BYU did it on the home floor. And guess what? 6,000, the max capacity, a sellout was in the house. BYU makes 12 threes, shoots 56% from distance, gets two stops down the stretch where Gonzaga doesn't even get a shot off, clutch free throws from Paisley Johnson, and BYU wins. This was one of the games of the year in BYU sports. Look, so it out. was the women's team. Check out, man. Any, anytime that you beat a ranked team, um, especially if it can be – on their, you know, at at their place, is always gonna gonna trump. I think huge anything, win, right? You see, you, get, you see what I said there. It's always gonna trump. Yeah, it's, you know, that's yeah, three. Yeah, yeah uh huh. Um, and, and I mean, when you look at what the what this team went through, you know, uh, eleven straight wins, then three losses, and then for them to to kind of start bouncing back, um, and and being able to pull it together, finish a little bit strong, ride, ride some momentum, and then get a win like this, definitely, man. And it was big time for men's hoops to go on the road and win as well. Those were two games in which BYU was uh, kind of a pick 'em or an underdog. Right. And at San Diego, a team that lost once at home. And then LMU, I want to say a team that lost twice at home. I said they were going to win, though, just for the record. You could go ahead and play that DVR, the, rewind it. Spencer kind of looked at me there? like, yeah, I said, I, said, I said that they would go 4-1. Well, we're used to you saying crazy things and then hoping they come to fruition. Nope, that wasn't crazy. This, this wasn't a bold prediction. It was crazy. This wasn't a bold BYU prediction. BYU came back down 14-12 and 12 in those games. It this, was crazy. This wasn't a bold prediction, though, Jaren. This was confidence. You and, think it was you know, just why a I was confident? I was confident because of the defense. Because defense wins championships. What camera? Defense wins championships. Little kids out there start playing defense. Unless you score on defense, it doesn't win you a title. You the can't score on defense, score. but you can score on defense. Right. You in football. You can't in basketball. <laughs> Speaking of football, ESPN released its first preseason football power index for 2019. BYU's 44th, up 36 spots from last year's preseason FPI. Brian, what do you make of the jump? Like why? Or What do you make of it? Zach. Zach's your answer. Yep. Zach Wilson, I assume, yep. not uh, Katoa? Yep, Zach Wilson. Do you have anything else to say about Zach? Nope. Okay, Zach. my turn then. It's all about... <laughs> you're exactly right. It's about expectations. BYU was 4-9 and uh, in 2017, so coming into 2018, there was, BYU's not going to be in the top 50, right? They returned the same quarterback that had started the majority of the 4-9 and season. Uh-huh. Um, so BYU goes 7-6, and six, ends on a nice note, wins a bowl game returns a, a young quarterback, that's always going to factor into this stuff. So Zach Wilson 
is the answer. I'm with you. Well, BYU's what, what, in the top 50, and that's a good spot. I don't think BYU quite deserves to be in the top 40 or 30 yet. They could work themselves into that, perhaps, with a tremendous September, and it's going to be a tough schedule. But a 36-spot jump is significant. It has everything to do with how BYU finished and a returning young uh, quarterback. Okay, I'm ready to do my job now. So um, Now you're ready? I, I, when, when you look at what the index is, it, it, what I love about it is that it doesn't really take into full consideration of – actual wins and losses as a collective group um, of, of, of metrics, right? And so... It does account for those. Well, 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 not just, right? So it's not just... It's not just wins and losses. It, right, exactly. It's yes. not just wins and losses. So, yes. so it's, it's, a, it's a numbers-based metric Exactly. Index. So, so my, it, goes to, it just goes to my point and our point as, as far as how much weight that they... You know, that I, I think that Zach has when it comes to these... To these, to these rankings. And a lot of the rankings as well has to do with the quarterback, which we all know yes. in every sport. Even even the center in basketball knows how important the the, the, the quarterback is for every football team. The most team. Position, it, important it, position in sports. It, exactly. Yeah. I would say even in life. And so, life. <laughs> so with that being said, when you uh, are, are rated as high as Zach was rated and you come out and you win and, and you, you finish your last game perfect, I mean, you can, you're going to get a lot of – of pub, you're gonna get a lot of hype, and yeah, that's 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 where I believe the real jump comes from. It's so. a real good starting point as well. Yes, because uh, if BYU can go three and one in September, they're gonna be they're gonna be ranked, and they did that this last year, which we didn't think would happen, and it did. And that's why you love sports, right? The unexpected happens, and that's why you hate sports too, because the unexpected happens. It's the best. <laughs> I love it, and the worst. Uh, but the real question is, how many days until BYU plays Utah again? Countdown to the Utes. 192. BYU versus Utah. How awesome is that game as the first game? I ate some airheads and my it's making my lips red. I'm looking at the camera. How right now, dare so you eat to... a red airhead before this show? I know, I know. I should, like, the, do you, I should have sucked the blue. Rookie move. The, come on, man. Question of the day today is what was the best moment of the BYU Sports weekend? Lots to pick from. Let's get to the voice of the nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. Use Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at Colonel underscore James 83. Well, I'm glad men's volleyball got a signature win in dramatic fashion. Men's basketball got back-to-back come-from-behind road wins. The award goes to women's basketball. They upset the conference-leading Zags in the dog pound in dramatic fashion. I'm with you. If I have to pick the best moment, it's women's hoops getting it done on the road. That's actually a good point. The key word there, right, is dramatic fashion. Not only did you win, it's like... Oh, very dramatic, yeah. You you go in... It's like what, what we say... You know, always before in, in our shows and especially Countdown, it's like, what does BYU got to do? They got to go in, boom, kick the door down, and walk into the kitchen and slap somebody's mama and turn back around. We do not what, advocate slapping anybody. Well, it's, just, it's an analogy. It's just, you know, you get it. You get what <laughs> I'm saying. Can you slap the dad instead? You, you get what I'm saying, what I mean. What, yeah. No, nobody cares. I don't care if you slap my dad, Jeremy, but you slap my mom. It's, it's a different story, man. Different okay. story. Slap, what, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. <laughs> What's coming up, Brian? Uh, the newest member of the BYU football coach staff joins us at Studio B. Eric Mateos is here. We'll talk to him. What's his uh, top priority for the new O-line? Good to have him. The new man is here. We'll ask him. This is BYU Sports Nation. Hi, Coach. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesday, watch or listen to BYU Basketball with Dave Rose on BYU TV and BYU Radio. 
Listen in as Coach Rose joins Greg Rebell, who is my favorite Canadian. Yes, Spencer still over Drake and Justin Bieber. Yeah, I was going to say, mention Bieber. In yeah, got, oh, got you. I got you. Got you, man. You guys can reserve your seat for the show right now in Studio C at uh, BYUCougars.com forward slash Rose Show. It's tomorrow, 8 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. You're shaking your head because I did the right now. No one knows that. I did the right now. No one knows that. And nobody saw. I know. I just, I just want to put it out there I that, that much was more. Us. Nope. Mm-mm. We were off cam. Nope. <laughs> Everybody, the whole world knows now. The whole now. world knows now. Yep. <laughs> Welcome back. This is BYU Sports Nation. We're simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. If you missed the show live, you can always download the podcast. The show is on demand as well in video form on BYUSN.com. Our question of the day, what was the best moment of the BYU Sports Weekend? At Laser Sheep, I can't pick between the men's basketball games, but the moment BYU pulled ahead late in the games had me amped. Great road wins, great experience for this young team. And they have grown tremendously, and that growth is manifested the most, in my opinion, by winning on the road. They're 5-2 and two in road league games. That's yeah. awesome. Continue to weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Well, last week, Eric Mateos was named the new offensive line coach, and he is in town, and he is in studio with us now. Eric Mateos, welcome to Studio B, and welcome to BYU. Hey, thank you. I'm, I'm super excited. Sorry, there's a lot of like things to look at up on this table, <laughs> so I don't even know what, where to look, but it's, I'm super excited to be here. We're excited to have you, and uh, we, we've heard a lot about you, uh, your time at Texas State and, and at uh, Arkansas and LSU. Now here you are at BYU, so yeah. kind of walk us through what the last couple of weeks have been like as perhaps Jeff Grimes and Kalani Stuckey reached out and yeah. said, hey, we're... We want you to come here. Well, you know, I knew I saw that Ryan left, and um, I know Ryan uh, for a few years, and I saw that he left, and I kind of hit up Jeff right then, right then and there. And you oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay, coach. Yeah, okay. and uh, okay. saw that that had happened, and um, anyways, I was in on. I was looking at a couple other jobs, and then when that job, when this job opened up, I just slammed on the brakes and on all those other jobs that I was looking at and said this is something I need to really go after and 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 I think you know coach Grimes had a lot of interest in me doing it as well and came flew uh flew here for an interview uh, the night of the Super Bowl so hmm. uh did the long flight from uh, San Antonio up to here during the night of the Super Bowl and interviewed the next day and kind of waited waited it out a couple of weeks got to meet a lot of different people on campus and and then got the call last week that we were going to make you know make it happen. So it's been a little bit of a whirlwind, but been a lot of fun. Did you get to watch the Super Bowl? Yeah, I wa- well, on I bought the plane. I bought the Wi-Fi. Okay. <laughs> I bought, yeah, 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 I bought the Wi-Fi. Yeah. I, there's no way I could not watch this. Yeah, I was like, Bowl. wait a minute. Yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. exactly. And, and Ryan Pugh was was pulled from UTSA, so right. San Antonio Airport's the place to find. Right. Yeah, BYU offensive yeah. line coaches. <laughs> well, it's not. Well, it's not that far. Actually, a funny story. When I got to Texas State, Ryan was at UTSA, and I actually that weekend that I got to town, started my job there. I went over to his house. We had a, you know a bunch of crawfish. Really? Yeah, that weekend. So wow. that's kind of a little like little, the Jeff Grimes guys. Yeah, yeah, the Grimes guys. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I love it. So we had we had had some crawfish that weekend when I got into town. Who, so. who cooked it? Did he? Cook yeah, it? him of course. He did it. Okay. Yeah, he's okay. the su- he's the southerner. Yeah. Uh, you know, where are you from? I, I grew up mostly in Kansas City. Okay, okay. gotcha. Yeah, okay. So yeah. there's no crawfish. So you there. barbecue? <laughs> yeah, barbecue. Yeah, barbecue. Yeah, yeah. definitely. If you couldn't tell. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're, you're, but you're a lineman. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. No, it's not. It's not a. It's yeah. You got big arms. <laughs> yeah, I, I still work on those. Yeah, yeah. I, I try. Look, feel that. Touch yeah. That. Wow. Yeah. I'm, uh-huh. That is that's impressive. Can you, can you imagine? Can you imagine 
I'm sorry, Jerem. This is uh, you know, Play, this is a players, players only. Player, yeah, players, players coach. Only. Let's just turn, <laughs> So can you imagine? I'm I'm five six, right? right? Can you imagine trying to come and and cut me? Yeah. You know, on a, on a street or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What would, like, what would you, which, what are you, what are you thinking? Like? So, well, the, the number one strategy for O linemen that are going to block skinny people in space. I'm skinny. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, we got to, we got to. Relatively right. speaking. Relatively. I'm short. Yeah. I'm short. And buff. Okay. okay short and buff guys. Okay. Okay. Short and buff guys in space. Skinnier people. Okay. People with less BMI. <laughs> 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 that strategy is to not slow down. Because if you're a big guy and you try to slow down to block that guy in space, you'll end up on your face. He'll make you miss. And so my strategy would be to not stop and try to make you choose a side to get out of the way. See, I, and I like that. That's that's this is a good. Co- <laughs> you're kind of test. you're kind of testing him. I was, I was <laughs> testing. I was like testing. Hold on, yeah, let me make sure did we sign my contract. How many more questions are there? Like that? Well, well, look, when I, when I when I played against, I, I remember TCU and Florida State. You know, they had lean, tall, big guys, and they, and they did just that. It was the hardest. It was the hardest thing because they would make me choose a side, but then their long arms, right. they just give me a little flicker. Yeah, I'm, one little one little shove. And, 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 and I'm gone, man. So well, you hit the weight room, man. That, <laughs> yeah, I can only do so much. Horsepower. You know it's called I mean? horsepower. <laughs> yes. I can, I the bigger you are and the faster you can move. That's I can only do so much. But, okay, so back to, back to this question. So I'm not going to make you say what other schools you were looking at and opportunities, but, you know, you did say that you pumped the brakes and you just jumped at this. What made you so intrigued about coming to, to BYU? Well, you know, I've known about BYU, so I was actually born in South Florida and grew up a Miami Hurricane fan. And so my first memory of BYU is hearing about them beating Miami when they're, I think, I don't know what year it was. 1990. uh, Yeah, you guys probably know. (laughs) Yeah, everybody knows. You guys probably know better than me. But, uh, you know, I just kind of always, that was my first memory of it. And then when, uh, when Grimey got this job a year ago, um, I remember we were sitting, we actually happened to be both recruiting in Atlanta uh, at the time, and we got together at a hotel and just having dinner, and he had mentioned that, that you know, he might be coming here, and I was like, wow, that'd be a, that'd be a really cool job. So I was kind of interested in it last year, um, <laughs> but uh, but I had just gotten to Texas State, and so I was, I was, I had a commitment there to stay there for a few years and obviously when things shook out the way they did this offseason when this job opened up I mean it's it's got unbelievable fan fan base it's got great tradition it's got great tradition of big guys I like I like places like that that have good tradition of big people having success so it was it was a no-brainer it really was that's amazing that your first memory is the 90 game, which is considered the greatest kind of win in, in BYU football Ever. history. Ever. Even winning the national title, some people think, ah, beating Miami. And there were 65,000 people at that game. There's like 200,000 that claim they were there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was there. I saw it. Yeah, yeah. You and, I was there in you spirit. And, you yeah. and everybody else. This, this O-line is really interesting, too, because yeah. one starter's gone, Austin Hoyt, tremendous player. But there's a lot of good talent on this group. What do you kind of know about him, and, and how do you feel about him? Yeah, well, you know, to be honest with you, who really sold me on the job was Ryan. Um, he, I had a conversation with him over the phone when uh, they were talking about bringing me on an interview, and I just kind of said, hey, give me the lowdown on what's in the room right now. And, you know, he just went from top to bottom, and I was like, well, that's – that's an impressive group of kids, and I say kids; they're young men. But um, you know, I know I know that there's they're young in age and experience, but they have experience, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. it's not like they're totally green, but it's not like they're right. you know 24 games into their career either. So um, that that helps a lot. I know that they're, I watched um, 
I watched one game, a film yesterday, uh, the New Mexico State game, and um, they're just big, big, lean, um, got great stature. I mean, those are the things, and they're smart, and they came a long ways throughout the season. You could tell where they were playing pretty well. At the oh, end. yeah, we – yeah. We 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 witnessed. Yeah, we, we, we like seeing the improvement. Absolutely, yeah. and and, and uh, I can't wait for you to watch the Wisconsin game. Yeah, that was an amazing display of BYU out muscling Wisconsin. It yeah. was incredible. Yeah. That's that's impressive because I went. We me and Jeff went up there to uh, we played Wisconsin, and they muscled us around with so, LSU. Yeah, right? when I was at LSU, we played them at the Lambeau Field. So that's that's a really impressive win to go on the road and do that. Have you had a chance to talk to any of your guys yet? I met a couple of them on Tuesday just when I was getting a tour. Or not Tuesday, Friday, sorry. Okay. Yeah, I just met a couple guys, and I've texted with all of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're on, they're on a long break. so we're Okay, cool. So you can practice right with us, with me and Jaron right now. So yeah. you guys have a meeting, first time. You know, you are just at the front with, with the classroom. What do you say to us as an introduction in regards to some of the goals that you have for us as players on and off the field? Right. Oh, put you on the spot. <laughs> no. Well, you know, I think – I think the guys they'll learn pretty quick. My my biggest thing is that it's a very transparent room, and the goals. I always believe that the best O lines are the ones that they run it. You know, I kind of steer them in the right direction, but the best O lines in the country every year are the ones that they're like. If there was no coach, they could go have a practice. Yeah, I see. And and so that's gonna be that's gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be the message from the get go is that we'll be as good as you want to be. And um, the talent's there, the experience is there. You know, my job is to kind of steer them in the right direction, but without, you know, because if it just comes in and it's my O line, well, you know, there's going to be personalities in the room that might not say, well, I don't want it to be your O line. Mm-hmm. Well, so if it belongs to the players, then uh, I think we'll get some really good so, results. So there's a lot of similarities with with DBs and, and offensive linemen. I think that's why I personally have always got a, a, you know along with them so great. Also, they're good to have. You don't want to get them mad at you a, either, right? Uh, yeah, well, no, no. But it's, it's more so just you know to have like a bouncer with me 24 seven. <laughs> True, you know what I'm saying? When I'm yeah, out yeah. anywhere, Security, like, yeah. like hey, we just won. You guys want to go to the club so I could you know yeah have some have a bodyguard. But anyway. Obviously, you know, you guys start in the back pedal. We start in the back pedal at times, sure. right? Um, you know, we we know schemes and we know where our assignments are within what's called. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we adjust on the fly, pre-snap, whatever the case is. We're going against, you know, defenders or, or the opponents that kind of know where they're already going, things mm-hmm. like that. And I, and I believe that. I, I believe that, you know, from a d- defensive back uh, standpoint, we have to understand. We kind of have to run it ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I make that I, – I build this up to ask you that question – is it is it because of the similarities, you know, that that we have, or or maybe the disadvantages that people would say, um, starting back pedals or, or, or backpedaling, not really knowing where your opponent is going, et cetera, to why you want them to run it versus you kind of calling the shots? Yeah, well, sorry, that was a very long question. <laughs> no, but well, to to get back to your original point, I think the reason. O linemen and DBs kind of live in a similar world is because no one really thinks about them until they get beat. Oh, you know, so true. <laughs> Good job. Silence. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hopefully this is the last time you guys ever talk to me <laughs> or talk about me. So uh, no, but I think that's a, I think that's a, a similar aspect where you know if a tackle gets beat on a sack on third down, everyone in the stadium knows who it was, yep. what his number is, where his mom's sitting, mm-hmm. and girlfriend, yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and all that. But uh, I think that's a common thing with those two positions. But uh, the reason I think that they got to run the room is just because when you're on, when those guys are on the field, 
They're unit DBs now. Most of the time, playing uh, nick, you know, nickel Safety, nickel packages, nickel, yeah. right? So there's yep. five DBs on the field most of the time in yep. 2019 football, and there's always five O linemen, sometimes six if you want to get yep. big. And so that's a huge percentage of your offense or defensive unit that are on the field by themselves. Mm. And mm. so you know, if you're you know, not I don't want to talk bad about anybody else's position, but if there's one or two of your position on the field, you might be able to scream at the guy, tell him what to do on that mm-hmm. play. Yep. But with, with DBs and O-line, I think they have to go handle things and make adjustments themselves out there more than any other position group. Yep. Makes sense. We're talking with Eric Mateos, the new offensive line coach here at BYU. Let's finish with this. On your Twitter profile a few days ago, you had a picture of the Kansas City Chiefs O-line. Yeah. I believe that John Tate was in that photo, was he? Yeah, he was. He was on the left side. Former yeah. BYU guy. Yeah. Maybe the greatest tackle at BYU. I, I didn't realize that until somebody pointed. I didn't know that he went here. I mean, I knew it was John Tate. Yeah. First but, round pick, he was awesome. Well, so like that O line was mile when you're when when you're a kid, no one's really wanting to play O line when they're a right. little kid, right? Yeah. You know, like, oh, I want to be a quarterback, I want to be a running back. Receiver. I want to be a guard. Yeah, I want to hold the ball. I want people <laughs> to know who I am. But uh but um, when when that when that O line was together with Kansas City, it was after obviously I had moved there, and that was kind of the O line that made me feel as a kid, you know what? It's cool to be an O lineman, mm-hmm. you know, because they were really good. You got three Hall of Famers on that O line. Uh, obviously, Tate was a great player. Casey Wigman was a great player. Will Shields, Willie Rofe, um I'm missing somebody. Brian Waters. So it was one of the best O lines ever, I think. So that's kind of the O line that made me think. That's oh, cool. It's cool. It's cool to be an O lineman. And included a BYU guy. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Let's 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 start a hashtag. It's it's cool to be an O line. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's going to trend, but let's start. Yeah. <laughs> we well, got to have T-shirts first, then do the hashtag. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, thanks for coming in. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma. We give good luck oh. in your in your in your training. Yeah. <laughs> Brian likes to hold hands. Yeah, it's a little weird. Don't, it's only weird if you make it. It's only weird if you make it. It's only weird if you think it's weird. Exactly. And then do you mind signing our flag? Yeah. I'll okay. Sign. Awesome. Is there a good designated spot? Wherever you want, Wherever dude. You're the, you're the new guy. You can sign yeah. where you want. Eric Mateos. You can his do his first reckoning of BYU, the, the 90 Miami game. I love it. John Tate, he's got all these connections. He barely knew it. Awesome. <laughs> Coming up, what was the locker room like after the BYU women upset the Zags? We'll ask Brendan Chase. Plus, and one picks from the LMU game. Did I make up ground on Spencer? This is BYU Sports Nation. Watch BYU Hoops this Thursday on BYU TV as the BYU Cougars host the San Francisco Dons as BYU goes for the sixth straight win. That is a massive game. I think this is the the game to really capture and hold number two seed. Yeah, that's really important. Absolutely. Welcome back. Oh, sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jaren. Coverage begins at 9 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV and the app. Big game back for to the you, Cougars Jim. Thursday. Welcome back, Jerem Jordan, Brian Logan, and Radio Vision on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Let's update you on some BYU Sports Nation headlines. Men's basketball beats LMU 70-62, 12-point comeback Saturday. The Cougar defense showed up in a big way in the final minutes of the game, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Brian, BYU held LMU without a field goal in the final 8-59. Are you kidding me? It was just some free throws. Woo-wee. That's how you win. Defense, you like defense. that? Defense, let's go defense. Second straight game, BYU overcame a double-digit deficit, by the way. As mentioned, BYU hosts San Francisco Thursday night. That is a big game for second place. Women's basketball beat number 13, Gonzaga, 66-64 to sweep the season series for the first time since joining the WCC. Hey! 
Shaylee Gonzalez led the Cougars with 19 points. Number eight, BYU men's volleyball beat number 14 USC in four sets Saturday, extending the Cougars' home win streak versus the Trojans to 22 games. What? The match included this Sports <laughs> Center top 10 play. Tall. Oh! Mo! Gardini underneath it. Oh, Still yeah. oh. Gardini. Oh, get Got that. Oh, what a moment. Number nine on SportsCenter's Top 10 Saturday night. Gabi Garcia-Fernandez had 25 kills. Davide Gardini had a career-high 20 kills, and he is the -the off-the-block National Freshman of the Week. Baseball won their season opening series two games to one over Northwestern. The Cougars play Kyle today at 1 p.m. Eastern on BYU Radio and can be seen on Facebook Live on the BYU Baseball uh, Facebook page. Uh, maybe Fanbook is a different yeah, thing we can start. Uh, it's a, it's a yeah. social media platform that I'm making, thinking about it. <laughs> well, now that's out there. Uh, <laughs> by the way, women's hoops, uh, Brenna Chase is the West Coast Conference Player of the Week. We'll talk to her in the next segment. Congrats to her. Nice. But first, it's time for And One Picks. Picks, predictions, and one on BYU Sports Nation. If you're new to the game, we make two picks. First one worth two points. Second one, if you get it right, is worth one. Standings before LMU. Spencer, 18. Me, 15. Hmm. I go first because I'm down my two-pointer. LMU will score in the 60s. Hey. Got it. Uh, LMU scored 62. I knew that happened. And my N1 pick. N1! Haas and Childs will combine for at least 35 points. <clears throat> Didn't get that. It was 31 points. It was a lower-scoring game. Uh, LMU. 31. You need 35? I need 35. That's unfortunate. Yeah. That sucks. So I got two points. Let's see if uh, Spencer got any. Okay, so uh, two-pointer. LMU will not score in the 60s. <clears throat> we went head-to-head on that one, so I got it. I'm so happy that I could hear a buzzer and it's not has nothing to do with me. It's a good, <laughs> it's a good feeling. Okay, so. Uh, and, and one. His, his meaning and was one. one because he didn't get the two. Gavin Baxter will score eight points or more. Swish. Gavin Baxter is uh, the man. He averages 19 a game against uh, LMU this year. Awesome. So updated standing, Spencer 18, Jerem, me, 17. Hey. So I'm down one going into San Fran. We don't, don't, we don't call it a comeback. We saw what happened. Don't call it a comeback. Don't you dare. We saw what happened, you know, this weekend. We don't call it a comeback. Don't call it a comeback. Two in a row for BYU. Question of the day, what was the best sports moment of the weekend for BYU? At CL underscore living. I thought it was the commentary of Steve Vale and Jerem Jordan. Oh, thank you. The one-liners kept going the entire match. They always do from Steve. With everything from pink fingers to Scott Sterling. They call it like fans want to hear it. Well, you're really nice. I appreciate that. And I appreciate the student production assistant who also put this in the script. Wayne, <laughs> using hashtag BYUSN on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I'll Venmo you later. Uh, coming up, who had the best game victory celebration after the BYU women upset the Zags on Saturday? Was it Brian Logan? And hoopster Brenna Chase joins us next, fresh off the big win at number 13 Gonzaga. West Coast Conference Player of the Week. There she is. What's it like to silence 6,000 people? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hit the diamond with BYU Baseball today on BYU Radio, directly following this show, which is my favorite, favorite show, especially when Jerem Jordan is on. Yeah, man. I have it on my calendar, reminder. Really? I have Siri to remind me when Sports Nation is on. It's on the same time every day. It doesn't matter. It's just a reminder, man. You know I got (laughs) concussions and stuff. 
You can listen as listen in as the Batcats face Cal. Jason Shepard will have the call at the top of the hour on BYU Radio. They're, and yeah, they're playing in Tempe, the home of the Angels. And uh, nice. Jason Shepard tweeted earlier today that Mike Trout walked by them in the uh, press box, nice. which is pretty cool. Nice. Arguably the yeah. greatest player in the game. Did he right? like get like starstruck and? Yeah, he wiped the drool off his face, uh, and then he uh, continued his preparation. So that's coming up right after us uh, in just a couple of minutes. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. This is our question of the day. What was the best sports uh, BYU Sports moment of the weekend at Grizzfather? At BYU Volleyball, getting back on track was good. At BYU Basketball, sweeping the road trip was big. But BYU Women's Hoops getting the W in the kennel mm. against a top 15 team for the first time as a conference foe was Huge. Yes, it was. And that's why our next guest is in studio. Her name is Brenna Chase, and she's on that team, and they did it, finally. Brenna, congratulations, and welcome to Studio Bay. Thank you very much. You played in that game uh, three times now. 6,000 people. They packed the house. What was the environment like, and what was it like to shut them up with a victory? (laughs) It was great. Um, It's so loud in there, and you can really feed off the crowd's energy if you pretend like they're cheering for you so it's it a lot of fun and and you guys got off to a great start too um and led for the majority of the game right uh yeah. you shoot 55 percent from three make 12 threes it was a it was a great shooting day yeah it was a really good shooting day um i think it was really important for us to hit shots in order to win that game so everybody started out hot and just worked out for us so, so i think i think everybody in the conference knows that a tough place to play mm-hmm. Um, you know, up there, it's, it's going to be one of the toughest places. Do you guys prepare for that at all during practice? For, so, for example, I know when we played Florida State in 2010, uh, Bronco, you don't like bringing this up, but no, we don't bring 2009 <laughs> up. We could we could do 2010. So <laughs> you played better in that game or something? Way better. I had not I had not one pass thrown, but it's not about me. So we had so coach had speakers. I mean, all over the the practice field and was blasting. We couldn't hear. Do you guys do anything similar to that? Um, no, not really. But we did like tell the freshmen and the people who haven't necessarily played there that this is going to be a crazy environment. But we also have that kids' day against St. Mary's. We kind of had that to prepare for this trip. So yeah, there's not six thousand shrilling voices (laughs) per se. But yeah, that's always so fun. It is fun. It was so fun. It's it's like the craziest, greatest, worst thing ever. (laughs) Um, 66-64 win. It's the first win for BYU as a league member in Spokane. What was the significance of the win to you guys? Um, It was just a great feeling. It was amazing. And uh, I think we knew going into that game that we could beat Gonzaga just because we had beaten them at home. Yeah, twice now as the number 13 team in the country. Mm -hmm. And so it was just a really good feeling. And, you know, after the... When we were in the locker room celebrating, obviously, Paisley was throwing water, doing splits, you know, Paisley Doing things. splits. <laughs> wow. And it was, just, it was just a really good feeling. It helps us bond together as a what, team. What was, uh, what <laughs> was, doing splits. What was Coach JJ doing? Did he do anything special, cry, maybe? Um, no, Ray cried. Ray was very happy. Ray Stewart is yes. coach. Juddy was funny. Juddy's always funny. He's just, you know, does his little yell and is excited. Let's, let's hear it. Can you do one? I can't do it. Good job, you guys. Wait, wait. Spencer, so Spencer showed me the, the blog, right? The vlog? Well, the attempted the, such. The attempted, yeah. right? It's Jetty the... time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I loved it. it I loved it. Jetty's the best. Yes, he is yeah. the best. Um, and and th- I thought that was a well-coached game. Let's talk about the final sequence okay. as well. Defensively. Oh, Gonzaga doesn't even get a shot off the last two possessions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you guys get to the line with a foul away from the ball. I guess describe that kind of last sequence, starting with the shot clock violation from Gonzaga. Well, Sarah made a great play. Her block was great. Without that, we don't win. And um, 
So that was a huge play. And then going into the after our timeout, going into our play to win the game, uh, we kind of just got lucky that Rice decided to run through Paisley. So, and we knew Paisley was going to hit those free throws at that time. We kind of just knew that we had won it, and it was a really great feeling. Then they throw the ball in, and there's kind of a scramble. They didn't have a timeout, so they couldn't advance it. And then they don't get a shot off. I mean, defensively, that's yeah. you won the game with defense. Yeah, for sure. And without our defense, we wouldn't win that game. So yeah, I, I believe that about every game and every sport. So. Yeah, yeah. He played I, cornerback. I played defense. <laughs> yeah, so. But but you know what 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 I what I like a lot is is how you guys you know had eleven game win streak, um, and then you guys lose three, and then you guys bounce back. Um, at, you know, as a player, when leaders talk about that and, and that adversity, and what you guys had to do to kind of overcome, get back on track. I think a lot of it was um, kind of gain our confidence back. We lost the one game to LMU, and then we were kind of like, oh, crap. Like, we just ruined, you know, our win streak and kind of our rankings and stuff like that. And then I think we were kind of down in the dumps for the Pepperdine game. We also had to drive two hours and 40 minutes, but that's a story for another day. Mm. And then against St. Mary's, I think we were kind uh, of this, on the rise. The yeah, so they... I'm sorry, I had to stop. <laughs> <laughs> they're closing the roads for mudslides and stuff, and so we had to go, and they delayed the game and stuff. That, is, that reminds crazy. me of junior college. We had to do that. I'm sorry. No, no yeah. worries. And then... Um, um, you know, against St. Mary's, we didn't have our best game, but we started to play a lot more like ourselves, and so we were kind of on the come up. And then I think we played one of our best games this year against Pacific with a first blowout of the year, which was really good feeling, and then came into this road trip pretty confident after that and took one against Portland that was close, and one against Gonzaga that was just as close. So we, so we talked a little bit about teams um, having younger you know, players on and, and you know what that is like for for older uh, classmen. So, you know, do you think that that played a, a pretty big impact? And okay, you guys win in eleven, and then you guys lose, hit some adversity. How hard or challenging is that for a player to kind of rally the troops and say, you know, come on, guys, it's okay, this is this, it's fine. Let's let's get back on the horse. Um, it's difficult, but I think that as a team, we all wanted to get back on the horse. And you know, we have a lot of fight this year, and we have a lot of really competitive girls. And so for us, it was like not really an option to not get back on that horse. And mm. so mm, no it's nice. I love it. And uh, Jetty has horses, so that's an appropriate <laughs> uh, metaphor there. Uh, let's talk about the context of what's left. You have three games left in the regular season. Mm-hmm. All at home, San Diego in town Saturday on BYU TV. San Francisco, Santa Clara next week. Top two, uh, get a triple bye to the semis. You're in the mix for the NCAA tournament as well. So big three games left for you guys. Yeah, it's really important that we get these next three games. Um, Especially, I mean, San Diego always gives us a hard time. And San Francisco and Santa Clara were both close games. So all the teams in our conference this year have been really tough, and we really got to focus up and do our thing. So I, I know coaches will always have their schemes and their plans to, to get you know, players ready in these big moments or these, you know, the next couple games, next stretches, whatever the case is. Players are a little bit different, though. Um, some of us, you know, we voted to, not, to go to class. Or if we did go to class. To not go to class? Yeah. I mean, we, we still went, Jeremy. Brenna, don't wink, answer any wink, academic questions. Wink, from Brenna, wink, okay? wink. After but, you graduated, but, you can. But check this out. Check this out. So, and then even if we did have to go to that class, we would, we would bring our laptops and we would watch we watch film to prepare. What are you suggesting? Oh, I'm, oh, I'm just asking her a question. What was, what's the game plan as, as an older class or somebody with experience to kind of say, look, this is how we can bring some extra focus in? It, it may not be missing class. I'm just asking. Brenna, just, don't answer that. 
I'm just asking. It's a <laughs> well, I go to class, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not today, though. Yeah. Holiday. Yeah. Holiday, yeah. Um, we just do our regular schedule. I mean, we do what we do every day when we go to practice. And I think a lot of times we even practice better than we play. So um, just go to class and then kind of get ready for the game, tape, get in that mindset. We watch a lot of film with our coaches. And then we have this thing in our phone called Fast Scout where we can look at the players we're guarding and things like that. And oh, then nice. we have film books with all the personnel and stuff in them and our game plan. And so nice. we've got all that. Awesome. Well, fantastic. <laughs> Congratulations on the win. San Diego you. Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, good luck at practice this week. Get class in. You don't have a game Thursday, right? <laughs> she goes to class, Brian. Um, she's a, good, have stu- a, she's a, a good student. There's a note, though. You could just say you're at practice. Okay. okay. You know what? That, uh, we don't advocate lying. The opinions of Brian Logan are his own and not that of BYU uh, TV. Uh, congratulations. Have you signed our flag? I can't remember if you've I have. been. You have. Okay. You're good. Hey, I'm jealous. I, I haven't even signed that flag. Maybe we'll have you sign it. Yeah. yeah. Let's give you the BYU Sports Nation karma and uh, good luck against San Diego on Saturday. Are we, are we doing this? Yeah. Yep. Okay, we're holding hands. Holding hands. Yeah, so sweet. Coming up, diamonds are a Cougar's best friend, and both baseball and softball were in action this weekend. Who doesn't like diamonds, man? I don't. And a former Cougar great is back with Bama. The whip is next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Thanks to today's guest, Eric Mateos, new offensive line coach. He was awesome. Brenna Chase, West Coast Conference Player of the Week. Big time. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. No time, brother. They are lying to you, Dennis. Don't believe it. If you, missed some of today's, on. <laughs> if you missed some of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Coming up this week, I will not be here. So, it's in the How show. How do you know that? Look. That's four other shows. Yeah, that, let's, unless somebody gets sick. Maybe. We'll see. But let's whip it. <laughs> it's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Beat LMU 70-62 in a 12-point comeback win on Saturday. The Cougars host San Francisco Thursday at 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Pre-game on BYU Radio starts at 8 Eastern. Women's basketball. The Cougars beat number 13 Gonzaga 66-64 to win in Spokane for the first time as a league member. Holler. Brenna Chase, West Coast Conference Player of the Week. Chase averaged 19 points while shooting 41% from the field. Football. Jordan Leslie had one reception for 13 yards and Micah Hanneman had one tackle in a 12-9 Stallions loss to... The Birmingham Iron. That's in the Alliance of American Football. And former Cougar Steve Sarkeesian has been named as the Alabama offensive coordinator again. Sarkeesian spent the last two seasons as the Atlanta Falcons OC. Volleyball. Number eight, BYU men's volleyball beat number 14, USC in four sets on Saturday, extending the Cougars' home win streak versus the Trojans. Trojans to 22 games. Davide Gardini had a career-high nice. 20 kills and is the off-the-block national freshman of the week. I just killed that. Yes, you did. Yes. Get it. Baseball. Get it. I, I do get it. Get it. Yeah. I, I get it. I call the Stay with me. Stay with me. The Batcats won the season-opening series 2-1 against Northwestern. The Cougars play Cal today right after us, coming up in six minutes on BYU Radio. That can be seen on Facebook Live via the BYU fa- uh, Baseball Facebook page. Gymnastics. BYU scored their highest score on the season on Friday with a 196.9 in a dual meet with Boise State. BYU moves up three spots and now sits at 17th in the road to national rankings. Softball. Cougars went 3-1 and one on the weekend with wins over Georgetown, UTEP, and Fordham. Riley Jensen led the team with three homers and the Cougars three wins. Also, student employee here, Emily Erickson, had two homers. So nicely done, Emily. Hey, Cougars in the PGA. 
honorary Coog, Tony Finau finished. Finau. Finau. Yeah. Finau. Finau. Finished. Tied for 15th and shot a under six this weekend at the Genesis Open. Thank you. Now you're whispering. You're welcome. My queer <laughs> shot at three over, finishing tied for 35th at the Suncoast Classic on the Web.com tour. Back Where, to you at four. Where's the Where's the, the goose at? Or the chicken? <laughs> Peter Quest was named to the Ben Hogan Award watch list. Nice. Award honors the top college golf player in the nation. Tennis. Men's team beat New Mexico and UC Irvine in a doubleheader on Friday. The women's team swept New Mexico. Track and field. The men's DMR team finished in fourth place in the Alex Wilson Invitational on Saturday. Hannah Nealis? Sure. Yeah. Sounds good to me. <laughs> the women's team had her career best of 9.80 in the 60, minute, 60 uh, meters prelims. Uh, she also placed fifth overall in the 400 meter. Hockey. Oh, BYU Hockey beat Weber State 7-3 on Friday in the home and regular season finale. Very nice. Take coffee. Rugby. <laughs> Utah Warriors rugby lost their second game of the season on Saturday. They fell 21 to 10 against San Diego. The Warriors' home opener is Saturday against Glendale at 9 p.m. Eastern. Cougars in pro hoops. There are former Cougars that play for the Utah Warriors. Uh-huh. Elijah Bryant had 17 points, six rebounds, and an 82-70 loss to Jerusalem for Hapoel Elliott. Tyler Hawes had 12 points, seven rebounds, and six assists in. A 75 to 68. Wesca. Wesca. Win over Caceres. Caceres. That Rise sounds like a shout. Movie. Yes, it does. All of the winners over the weekend, but uh, Women's Soup's got it done in Gonzaga. Oh, by the way, this just in TJ Haas, West Coast Conference Player of the Week on the men's side. Nice. Our question of the day was the best moment of the BYU Sports Weekend, but our elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, celebrating 50 years, is in response to the Eric Mateos interview. Loving this interview, it makes me more excited, if possible, for the football season. Of course. Yeah, man. baby. Of course, man. 192. I, I, I love that offensive linemen are going to have a coach like that. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, the Gram, and Facebook using the hashtag BYUSN. The show is on demand at BYUSN.com. Audio podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Brian, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Mindy Bonham. BYU Baseball is coming up next on BYU Radio against Cal. We'll be back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern time.